Arts and Fanfics House, a member of the Real Fans Network. I'm Emma, and in this episode, Gabby is unfortunately unable to record because she's out of town um, at one of her friend's wedding. However, I'm once again joined by the amazing and wonderful Carol Linsmeyer. Sup? Perpetually tired editors in the house, y'all. Yep, I am the perpetually tired editor. Yes, in the group chat I have with Gabby and Emma, I literally labeled myself as the perpetually tired editor, and these yeah, guys are the, the princesses. princesses. And the perpetually tired editor. It's because great. I'm always tired. <laughs> these guys know I work a lot. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate all of her work. Um, so in this episode, we are doing a first for Fanfits House as Kara and I travel to Gotham City to talk about some of our favorite heroes and villains, as well as Team Stark, the Tully Musical Batman, and the Robert Pattinson, the Batman film. So Kara, yes. shall we get started? Yes, but before we do get started, Emma and I wanted to dedicate this episode to the late, great Gilbert Gottfried, who unfortunately passed away April 12th, 2022. We love you, Gilbert, and we are praying for you and your family. It was, like, devastating news to find out. Yeah. It sucked. But anyway, the Batman. So, the synopsis is Batman ventures into Gotham City's underworld when a sadistic killer leaves behind a trail of cryptic clues. As the evidence begins to lead closer to home and and the scale of the perpetrator's plans become clear, you must forge new relationships, unmask the culprit, and bring justice to the abuse of power and corruption that has long plagued the metropolis. It was directed by Matt Reeves and was released on March 4th of 2022. Um, the cast includes Robert Pattinson as Batman, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle slash Catwoman, Paul Dano as Riddler, Colin Farrell as Penguin, Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon, John Turturro as Carmine Falcone, and Andy Serkis as Alfred. So prior to the film's release, the website created by the Riddler that is in this movie called Rodalada.com, which fans would be able to find through decoding the Riddler's messages in commercials, promos, and posters for the film, they would be able to access the website through and, um, and through a bot, fans would be able to quote-unquote speak to the Riddler through the bot on the site, However, now that the film is out, when you go to type into the site, it now says it has been seized by the GCPD. And Zoe Kravitz, the actress who played Catwoman, is Jason Momoa, the actor who famously plays Aquaman in the DCEU. She's his stepdaughter, which I'm like, oh, that's fun. (laughs) Keeping the family, I guess. Um, And now my favorite character. Uh, Paul Dano's character and actions of the Riddler were highly based on the real-life Zodiac killer, and there were also elements of other well-known American serial killers shown throughout his writing and character throughout the film, such as Ted Bundy, Charles Manson, and Jeffrey Dahmer. My final fun fact, just as I love this show so much, um, actor Jay Kurgo, who portrays the third Robin, Tim Drake, in the TV show Titans, had a small cameo role as the young goon in the subway scene. He's the one with the, like, half face of clown makeup. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of this film. And I found that out, and I was like, huh, that's funny. He's also the first Tim Drake actor. Like, the first actor to portray. Oh, he's the Tim first live-action action. Tim Drake. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So, like, man has been in two Batman-related things, and is the first live-action Tim Drake we've gotten. 
So this isn't going to be like a typical fan fatales, um like movie reaction where we just like have taking notes throughout the film. We have like some topics that we're going to talk about, but it's just going to be more so conversation rather than. Yeah, which is normally how the podcast that I do yes. <laughs> go. <laughs> well, the movie just came out. We're recording this on April 22nd. It just came on to HBO on Monday. Yeah, it just came out so a few days ago. It would have been a ago. very quick turnaround. I saw it in the theater twice. Same. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, I love how the first thing on my list that I came up with is the last scene of the film. Let, let's wait on that a bit. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, first off, Robert Pattinson is Batman slash Bruce Wayne. He's never Bruce Wayne in this film. He's Bruce Wayne in, like, one scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's just, like, goth Bruce Wayne. He's literally, like, he looked like he stepped out of a Panic at the Disco concert. I saw a great video, and it has to do with one of my other bullet points, where this is a millennial Batman. Oh my god, it totally is. And then, which would mean, with one of my other bullets, we'd get a Gen Z Robin. He would be active on TikTok, and we all know it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, can we talk about Gen Z Robin? Can we talk about TikTok influencer Riddler? (laughs) I was waiting for him to say like and subscribe. Literally, I was waiting for him to say like and subscribe, and he didn't, and it kind of made me a little bit sad. Um, yeah, so y'all don't know this about me. I'm a Riddler freak. It's bad how much I simp over um, Richard Grayson as Robin, so we're even. Yeah, it is true. That is true. That's true. I I will say I have simped for many different versions of the Riddler. This is the one that I physically can't bring myself to ship, like to simp for. I physically can't do it. A because he's scary as hell. This is the first Riddler that scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I agree. Because I grew up Many people don't realize this about me, but I grew up on the uh, original Batman TV show. Oh, so Frank Gorshin. Yeah. Oh, like God. the 60s. Um, yeah, 60s show. Yeah, the 60s show. My dad would rent it from Blockbuster, and that's how I, like, that was the first superhero content I saw was the 60s mm-hmm. Batman. Yeah. Yeah, first. My whole family was more DC than Marvel until, like, 2014. Yeah. My family's been a pick and mix of both. It's mainly my dad and I. Um, I would say that with my dad and I being more DC than Marvel. I think my dad and I are a bit of both. Like he's taken, like the first, one of the first, like my first Marvel movie that my dad took me to see in theaters was Iron Man 3. And mine was 2012 Avengers. Mm, Okay. Yeah. You got into Marvel before I did. Okay. Before, I will say, I was one of those fangirls that was like, DC over Marvel! I was one of those, and I hate that I was. Um, But yeah, I, yeah, this is the first Riddler that scared the crap out of me. Especially the prison scene. I know it's like a meme now. Which prison? Uh, Oh, okay, so the... The Ave Maria thing. The Ave Maria. That's such a meme now. But at the same time, it's, like, genuinely terrifying. I was at um, an event yesterday, and 
I told you a little bit about it, how we did like Cards Against Humanity and one of them was about Batman. Yeah. People were making references to that scene because oh my God. of how much of a meme it is at this it point. It is such a meme now. Like people on TikTok are recreating it for dumb reasons and it's making me laugh so freaking hard. Um, when we get a little bit later to our Gotham heroes, I have a great video I need to tell you about today. Okay. Remind um, me to do that. Yeah, so this is the first Riddler I'm, like, genuinely afraid of, and it's the first one, like, I physically can't bring myself to simp because he looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. Literally, it's the glasses. It's the glasses. Uh, and the hair. Uh, like, Paul Dano, like I'm 70s. sure. But, yeah, he does look very 70s. Like, Paul Dano, I hope you're a nice person. <laughs> I haven't seen anything. This is the first Paul Dano thing I've actually scene i'm now looking up to see what else he's done yeah but at the same time i'm just like bruh you you scary like if he ever comes to a comic con i don't know if i ever want to go up to him and get his autograph even though he's really well i mean you know i collect autographs from my favorites and like guys i literally have a big thick autograph binder that i take to cons whenever i go um but yeah, like I just looking at his He's been in a lot of like indie stuff. Okay. You wouldn't have seen him because he was a voice actor for it, but do you remember the 2009 Where the Wild Things Are movie? I remember it, but I never saw it. He he was a voice in that movie. Oh, okay. I think as Alexander. I don't I I don't know. I no, no idea. But I know what movie you're talking about. I yeah. read the book when I was a child, though. Um, I was yeah, eight I just, when that film came out, so I would have seen it. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of like all things like Riddler and stuff, his costume. This is the most different Riddler that we've I ever know. seen. Ever. I really like it because usually, like when I think Riddler, I think of the green suit. The you green, know, the, the one that I wear because I cosplay. The one that you cosplay. Yeah, like, I cosplay four different versions purple. of the Riddler. Um, to get a little bit later, it's what Meredith wears in Holy Musical Batman. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I like I'm so used to that one yeah. that like it's it's weird. See, it was yeah. weird seeing it the first time, but I will say this movie really went for trying to be as modern as it can. Yeah. And if if an actual like for me, theoretically speaking, minus what happens at the end. Theoretically speaking, this could take place in the same timeline as Joker, which really went for realism and yeah. modernism. This really went so, for the same tone. Yeah. In the original, um, like, Bat-Fam group chat that we were creating, Yeah, um, our good friend Brandy, who is my Harley Quinn, I love her. I'm Richard Grayson. Why am I saying I love Harley Quinn? <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't love Harley? True. But she made her Harley costume very grounded in reality, kind of like inspired by this film yeah uh, yeah that's this also i don't know if you've seen austin's red hood or jason i have film. i have he also made it inspired by this film yeah i just i for me yeah this really would be like the most realistic riddler if he were to exist because like yeah. most if, if it was like if we ever get the green tux great love great. it i will be so happy to see paul dano in it we probably will. 
we probably will if we get the trilogy that we think we're getting but at the same time for what they were going for for modernism realism dark not just in tone but actually in color um because most of the movie takes place at night um i love that they actually really went for you know the crazy the mask yeah i do too i really like it for the environment that they established most of the villains and batman himself would not be wearing the classic comic book stuff like riddler would not be killing people in a a green green a bright a bright green tux with gold question marks painted all over it yeah like that's no like it worked for it works for other environments just not the the tim burton films tim burton it totally would have worked yeah um although the batman forever thing that's its own species because that's joel schumacher but that's what i meant yeah it's technically and he didn't even like have the suit like jim carrey had a jumpsuit essentially true he basically had a jumpsuit throughout the entire film but but with all this like modern realistic of this film yeah because i am so convinced we're gonna get a robin if we get this trilogy um and i think i know which kid you're thinking is gonna be robin the mayor's kid yeah he's totally gonna be robin like i'm sorry like and if he isn't i will be shocked (laughs) all they have to do is be like yeah the kid's name is like tim jason or richard yeah or even not, Damien. Not that no. we like not that we like Damien Wayne as a character. I'm just saying that could be just a name that they choose for homage sake. True. Or I know you and I were talking last night. The mm-hmm. actor who plays Tim Drake, he could yeah. be Jason Todd in this universe. He looks like he's old enough to play Jason Todd in this universe. Well, yeah, he's like But at the same 16. time, this is at the same time, this is only two years into Batman's career. True. So it would, would be a, it would be oh it would be a little early to get a Robin, at least in my opinion. Yeah, but like, so I'm gonna bring up the Titan show again. Um, yeah. That show is also really grounded in reality, and mm-hmm. their Robin costumes like very dark. Like, yeah, it's like a burgundy or like a maroon red rather than yeah like cardinal red. Yeah, rather than what Nick Lang wears. <laughs> oh my god we'll get to that um so one speaking of like the modernism and the realism that they went for there's two things i do want to say is a which we already brought up is riddler is an influencer which i thought is i i can't believe no one has thought about that with supervillains before i know like how has someone not thought of that for a i movie? know because it's like um young justice they're doing like a whole thing with the outsiders well that was season three but they're still having the outsiders be their own team yeah and their whole thing is being like social media influencers and it's like beast boy and like the young crop of heroes yeah like, like how like, that the justice league is good yeah how have other things not thought of something like this before yeah and the other modern thing is and and i don't know how familiar you are with the arkham uh games and everything I've seen like clips. I haven't watched okay. the entire. Okay. Well, the totally the total reference to it. So there's this feature in the games called detective mode, okay. where it basically like kind of puts these lenses over Batman's mask to see through walls and yeah. see the heartbeat and or if thugs are threats or if they're armed and stuff. Yeah. The the contact lenses that Bruce had in this movie, total homage to that. 
Yeah. It's totally an homage to that. And also, that makes total sense. Him wearing contact lenses, so A, his eye color would not be seen. Yeah. And because he has very striking eyes. Um, just Batman has always had those. Um, but also so he could film everything and record everything because Batman's not going to carry around it like an iPhone to no. take pictures of stuff. Yeah. It makes total sense. Yeah. Um, oh, I love realism <laughs> in movies. I know you do. It's great. Um, what did you think of this Alfred? I didn't think, I think there wasn't enough of him. I agree. I love Alfred as a character. And yeah. this film just had, like, nothing of him. Yeah, and it, I I don't know if it's, like, and this could be purposeful. They could be saving him because he's played by Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis can kick ass. Yeah, I feel like they're saving him for a later film. Yeah, and, like, the so far, in terms of live-action Alfreds, the only live-action Alfred that we've seen kick ass yeah. is Sean Pertwee in Gotham. yeah. So you'll be bringing up Titans, I'll be bringing up Gotham a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad at Titans and how they handle Alfred. Mm. Yeah, I... For uh, me, I just yeah. think there wasn't enough of him. What we did get, I really liked. I, I really agree. liked that. I, re- I I agree. I don't know. I, I, just, I just think there wasn't enough. I agree. And that could be because, you know, there was a lot of, you know, stuff that's crowded. It's also... It was filmed during COVID and... Ah, which, like... Yeah. Some of it you can really tell that it was filmed during That's COVID. That's what I was about to say. It's not as bad as, as, as um, Suicide Squad 2. It's not as bad as the new or Suicide Fantastic Squad. Or Fantastic Beasts 3. Because that's the whole reason Tina wasn't there the entire film. Yeah. Let's I, be honest. I will say... There are some scenes, like, it, it, in in the new Suicide Squad movie, you can tell how, like, it, it was filmed during COVID. Like, it's it's kind of weird how much you can tell, and I kind of hate that, <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, no, you told me not to watch it, so I never watched it. I, I would not recommend it unless you are bored. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, we ripped it apart on my podcast. It was great. <laughs> um, so, thing I want to bring up because this was one of my very few pet peeves about this movie. Okay. Penguin. What do you think of him in this? Because you and I are used to a very different penguin than what we oh, got. It says it all. Just eh. Yeah. Thing I was a little miffed about was the accent that they gave him in this because I'm so used to him being British yeah like the New York gangster accent seemed a little off-putting yeah but again they were going for realism I get that but still did they have to give him the Capone gangster accent now I'm trying really? to remember what the accent is in Holy Musical Batman Holy Musical Batman they were I think he was going for like a Burgess Meredith okay. type where it's okay. semi British. Okay. Um I just like was like, oh yeah, he is in that. He's like semi British. Um yeah, I just I, firm 
I like what we got of Penguin. The voice yeah. just kept throwing me. Yeah, I agree. Although the chase scene with the Batmobile was cool. It was so cool. I, oh, yeah. Even though I'm not a big fan of this particular Batmobile. And this Batcave. No, I like the Batcave. I like it. I like that it's under Wayne Tower because there is actually, in the comics, there is an actual bad cave under Wayne Tower. True. So one thing that kept on throwing me off when I first saw this movie is um, Martha being an Arkham. Is that a thing in comics or is is, that? uh, Okay, so the Waynes being corrupt, quote unquote. Yeah. It, that's that's actually a relatively new concept. Okay. Um, the first time we saw it, to my knowledge, um, first time we saw it, to my knowledge, was in the Batman Telltale games. Okay. Which, again, relatively new. Yeah. Um, I was more so wondering about her being in Arkham because I, was I thinking- actually that might be a new concept to this movie. I genuinely, if 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 yeah. it is not a new concept, please tell us. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure at least... that Andy, when he watches, because he has Holy Batcast, he'll be mm-hmm. like, Emma. Yes, Andy, please tell this. us. if Andy, please tell, tell us. us. Um, we need your wisdom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just like, because I heard it, and I was like, but. Well, I, I don't think, okay, it definitely, was it Martha that was in and out of institutions, or was it Martha's mother that was in and out Martha. of institutions? Okay. I believe. Yeah, I just, I, that, it wasn't clear. At least to me it wasn't. And I saw the movie twice, so. I agree. Because I was, like, really thrown off by it. And then I I took, like, when my dad and I went to go see it, um, we went to see it together for the first time. And then I saw it with my friend Emily. And I was like, there's something weird in this film that I don't know if it's actually Batman canon or not. And I want to see if you know what it is and she immediately when we left the theater was it was the fact that bruce is like is is the child of arkham and the waynes yeah yeah that i the waynes being corrupt is a relatively new concept martha being an arkham that might be an even newer concept i don't know if it's original to this movie or not i just don't know yet yeah Um, i i was just curious and i know that you've had your batman podcasts and all of that stuff. yeah i i was on the gotham podcast for three and a half years i think unfortunately it's gone <laughs> you can't find it anywhere you do it's so good um i, I okay. wait for my dad and i to watch it because he's already seen it and wants to see it again okay that's fair um so zoe kravitz as catwoman i love her I have mixed feelings about her, but in a positive way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so you you go first. So this is already go- going to be a little bit of a squirrel moment. Did you okay. see her like press junket for this movie? Her with Robert Pattinson? Not even that. What the are you fact that she took pictures of her drinking milk like a cat. Oh, that's funny. She did I, that. that may- I don't know if michelle pfeiffer may have done the same thing the thing is it's like she just like unprompted posted pictures of her doing it it wasn't even like that's funny when her brothers did it and i think that's my favorite thing about her how much are you willing to bet that robert pattinson told her to do it on a dare that's my theory so cute together i okay i 
I hate their chemistry. Their chemistry was not good. I was going to say their chemistry was lacking. Like, it was great on her end, not so much on his end. Then again, I haven't seen Twilight, but... I don't want to think about Twilight. I... I I will say, to me, nothing will ever compare to Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. Nothing will ever compare. I agree with that. I really liked her as Catwoman, though. As yeah, I I thought she was like I thought what with what she was given, she did a great job. Yeah, Um, I agree. I just think their chemistry was lacking. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah. So I'm sorry, I just remembered a stupid line from the Titans TV show. Of course you did. So Bruce is giving relationship advice to Jason. Gosh dang it. (laughs) Bruce is not a role model for relationships. So, but can I tell you the one quote? He's like, if she has a thing for cats, don't. Just Just don't. don't. (laughs) That's funny. I just had to bring that up because Selena Kyle. I love that. Um, so, so my talk about actually oh, no, no. Uh, one more thing I want to bring up because this was actually very exciting for me yeah. was, um, Gordon was not used as a plot device in this movie. He yes. was actually part of it, and that made me really happy because yeah. no offense to any other like actors who have played Gordon and all, um. They Gordon has largely been used as a plot device for Batman. I, I agree. Especially in the original four movies. Batman, um, like the animated stuff. Actually, he was he was I will say in Batman the Animated Series, he at least not, had more not of a purpose. In the animated series, but I'm thinking more so like some of the animated films. Oh, you're thinking the movies. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I've been watching all the animated films. A and lot, in the so. games, and in the game the Arkham games specifically, Gordon was not much of a character. Like the last of the animated films that I've watched recently, because I got kind of bleh about them after the one I most recently watched and it was oh i forget the name the killing joke oh we don't talk about killing joke yeah we don't talk about it the only the only good things about that and it's not even like they were given great script but is mark hamill as the joker because it was great casting well that's because he's been the joker for 30 years (laughs) yeah and kevin conroy Conroy, um and and mark hamill And Tara Strong, right? And yeah, and Tara Strong, because Tara Strong was the original voice of uh, Batgirl. Like it, it's a great cast. It's just a terrible animated film. Yeah, like the comic itself is great, but like the fact that you know they did what they did I, to I Batgirl, which makes me really sad. My thoughts with Oracle, um, a little bit later. Oh, and I have thoughts about Oracle too because you know because my I like how Young Justice handles how she becomes Oracle better. Okay. So um, I'd like to talk a little bit about that yeah. when we talk about our favorites. Yeah. So what was that? I wanted to bring up one last thing, but I forgot what it was. Um, you're fine. You're fine. Um, oh, so the last scene. Let's talk about this for a sec. Um, so clearly Joker is canon. Yeah, um, and he's director. already he's like already Matt Reeves has already said, "Hey, yo, that's the Joker." 
Yeah, I know. I was I and it's weird that he's played by Druig from Eternals of all people. I don't I also haven't I, seen Eternals. Don't. Sorry, people who like Eternals. Actually, no, I don't apologize to you. You have weird taste. Um, no, like, if you listen to Generation Geek, we ripped apart Eternals, and it was a beautiful time. Um, but <laughs> Emma knows because she listens to Generation Geek. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, yay, thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Joker. So I had like I I stayed off of like DC everything until yeah. I saw this movie, mm-hmm. and I saw it over my spring break. So I waited like a full like week and a half to see this film before. Yeah, whatever. I saw it the second day it came out. Okay, so the fifth. I believe I saw it the fifth or the sixth. I can't remember. Either way, I saw it late at night with my dad. That was the first time I saw it, and then I took Brayden to see it when he was visiting one weekend. Yes. I saw it on the, oh, I saw it full two weeks after because I saw it May, uh, March 18th. Okay. And then I saw it again, like, right after spring break with my friend. But I was like, is that the Joker? Oh, my God. I, I will say my first thought when I heard it was, is this Cameron Monaghan's Joker? Because if, if you, if he, you, li- I, yeah. he sounds like this Joker yeah. and him sound exactly the same, same voice, which they're yeah. both clearly channeling Mark Hamill, which is great because Mark Hamill, but at the same time, it's like, I thought it was Cameron Monaghan and I was like, <gasps> like I lost my mind. <laughs> that would have been a great addition. If he was like, I'm not saying that the guy they cast was bad. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying if we had gotten Cameron Monaghan, I would have lost my mind. Yeah, especially because um, what an early episode of Phantom's House was the Calcastus. Oh yes, the Calcastus Simp Hour <laughs> with Kit, Maddie, and Ashley. Yes. Um. Yeah, I would have lost my mind if it was Cameron Monaghan. And once you get to him, it, it, once you get to him in in Gotham, it'll be a great time. I know. I've seen clips of him as it. Um. He's great. I've seen like three or four episodes. Bruh. So good. It's so good. Um yeah, I I'm laughing at our lists because we oh. don't neither one of us have Joker on our lists. That's because like I think Joker Joker is his own conversation, I think. Yeah. I think you have to have the who's your favorite Joker conversation. That's that's definitely more of a conversation than who's your favorite rogue. I think those are two separate things. Yeah. If you guys, if your number one rogue is the Joker, that's great. Yeah. He's just not for us. No. Um, Mine are mostly the women. Yeah. Okay, Spoiler so words. before we do anything else, what do you want to rate this film, or do you have any closing thoughts before Ooh. we do our ratings? I'm just going to go by my Generation Geek rating. Okay. Which is four out of five stars, because we go by five stars on ours. Yeah, I was thinking like an eight and a half out of ten, so yeah. pretty much the same. So it was Yeah, the, like the things I didn't like were not anything. Yeah, I agree. Though I think that this has been like one of my favorite Batman films. I think this is I this is definitely up there for me. This one is yeah. definitely up there, but it's we didn't it's, even talk about how mm. Gotham is in ruins. Oh, I love that it's so dirty. I, I love it so no, much. No, what I mean, like the end, it's flooded. Oh like, yeah. You have to I thought I thought you meant throughout the film. No. <laughs> but yeah. I 
I kind of am here for that. I love it. Because that opens up the door for all the rogues to come out. Because Penguin's going to clearly take over the power vacuums now that Falcone's dead. Um, and they never outright said if Maroney was dead or in jail. So who knows if Maroney's going to make an appearance. Yeah. Um, we know that there was the Maroney, like, drug thing. Do you think we'll get a Harley in this I think I think a Harley conversation for this particular trilogy, if we are to get a trailer trilogy yeah. like we think we are, um, I don't think Harley will make an appearance in this. I don't either. Because I think this I'm is not, not the right environment for Harley. Yeah, I'm not upset about it. I'm not mad about it either. I no. I I think out of any of the women, I'd like uh Ivy. I think this would be a good time to have a live action dark crazy poison ivy that would be so fun and i if i could cast her as anyone i would cast lady gaga as her that would that is a great cast if she would be if she's given the right script yeah she would be so good um if she's given the right script lady gaga hell yeah Yeah. um if there's any other rogue that i would want to see I think Scarecrow would be really interesting to see in this Scarecrow universe. would be interesting. Like, almost... I hate that I keep bringing Titans. No, you're but fine. How Titans you bring up Titans. Did, Scare- did Scarecrow? They, they did Scarecrow? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, he kind of um, is the reason we get um, Red Hood. Like, Jason Todd Red Hood. Oh, that's fun. He's part of that story. Oh, that's cool. Like, he's like training Jason to be a villain kind of thing. Oh, that's funny. You'll have to send me some clips because I love Jonathan it's Crane so much. It's a scarecrow because it's like a, the show's mo- like, it, the show's almost like this movie where it's like grounded in reality. It's grounded in realism. Yeah. So it's like cool. a realistic scarecrow. That's awesome. Yeah. I will say Gotham is definitely not grounded in reality. I will just tell you that right now. I know. Gotham fans will tell I, you it is too silly in some places. I will say that there's parts of it that aren't grounded in reality, but that, I feel like that's any TV or like superhero thing. Well, that's anything if there's superheroes involved. I mean, yeah. you got Starfire and Beast Boy. I was even so. going to mention that. I was going to mention Raven, daughter of. Like, oh, I was. I wasn't Titans. thinking of Raven. I was thinking of Starfire. I love she's Raven my favorite in, in Teen Titans. I think she's my least favorite in this show. Not gonna lie. I, I love her in Teen Titans the animated show I because too. her and her and Robin are so cute. Yeah. Um, so shall okay. we get into our favorite rogues? Yes, we shall. Five to one. Okay. And you know how Gabby and I do it, where we do like yeah, you go yeah, you each go over it. I've listened to the shows because I have to. You don't need to explain it to me. <laughs> I know. You just have it. Uh... Yeah. Okay. So who is your number five? My number five is Catwoman because you know, I love mine, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. So mine is mostly because of Titans and it's Jason Todd slash Red Hood. That is not shocking at all. He, he, he does a lot of evil crap. In that Jason show. Todd. Have you seen Under the Red Hood yet? Yes. The movie? Good. Jensen Ackles. Best yes. Red Hood. Yeah. Um, I forget the kid who plays... And I say kid, he's older than me. But I forget the kid who plays Jason, his name. In but Titans. Like, what? In Titans. Or... Yeah, in Titans. Yeah. Um, 
I, as a character, and plus uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's chemistry with Michael Keaton is literally iconic, and I love it so much. There you go. So his name is Curran Walters. Mm. He has, oh, he's in Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl as Jason Todd slash Robin. I am not surprised. I didn't even know they were doing crossover with Titans. I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't even... Oh, well, fun he's fact. uncredited. <laughs> in both of them though oh okay but because of how they do the whole red hood thing it's mm -hmm. a really interesting thing because they do the whole thing where he like almost dies falling off a building and just like has ptsd from that so he makes this okay. like basically reverse of but the... it's not like the it's not actually no. you know the joker killing no, him we and still stuff. Get the joker killing him okay he makes this, like, it's basically the reverse of the fear toxin, where it just, like, gives you overconfidence of, like, whatever. Oh, yeah. So. God. That's interesting. Yeah. So, Bruce is away on, like, actual, like, Wayne Enterprises crap, and Jason's oh. like, I found the Joker. I'm gonna go after him. Oh, God. Bruce, like. That can wait a couple of days. Wait for me to get back in town. He goes, see you later, and injects himself with his reverse fear toxin. Oh my god. And gets killed. Child. Um, but Scarecrow is kind of the one that brings him to the Lazarus pit instead of Raja Bull. So that's so interesting. Yeah, and then, like of all Scarecrow the rogues, I would not think that it would be Jonathan Crane. <laughs> I know. But do he, that. Be, well, it's because like he heard about the like reverse fear toxin. Uh, got it. That okay. got him that got got Jason killed. So he's like, let's try this instead of fear. Got it. Yeah. So who's your number four? Penguin. Mine's Catwoman for the same reasons you said. Yeah, <laughs> I love Penguin because of the, and this is mainly because of Gotham because yeah. his character arc throughout the entire show is so interesting to watch. I'm, and I'm interested in him in Gotham because I've seen a little bit of him. Yeah, and I and I met Robin Lord Taylor, the guy who plays him. I met him at a Comic Con a few That's years ago, and he was so sweet. He was so kind, and. He, I cosplayed as female penguin when I met him, and he thought it was so cool. And when we did our little photo op thing, he's like, no, 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 you have to do the umbrella pose. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> I was so, I was so excited. Yeah, I, um, Sean and I are trying to um, get, or we're going to get the photo, I think the photo op for Kevin Conroy. And I Oh my God, Kevin Conroy is such a sweet man. I talked to him. Um, Nightwing. Oh my god, I talked to him when I was dressed as the Riddler, and oh my god, it was so cool. Um, he was the sweetest man when I met him. We we talked about voice acting, because he didn't have a line, surprisingly, at the con that I was at. And okay. probably because people didn't know who he was. Um, okay. But at the same time, like he signed, he signed a Batman poster for me, and he said, I am vengeance, I am the knight, I am Batman on it, and it was so great. Um, we talked about voice acting. It was great. It was he was the sweetest man ever. Um, he was so lovely. But yeah, penguins. I the only version of penguin that is actually like likable to me 
is Robin Lord Taylor's in Gotham. Yeah. I like where they're going with him. Yeah, like Danny DeVito, like love him as a character actor. Like as yeah, a character I actor. I don't like him as Oh, Penguin is like him as Penguin, he is he's totally not likable as a character. But like for what they did, it worked. Yeah. What they wanted to do. Yeah. I'll so, have you on when we talk about the Robin Williams thing. My number three. Is yeah. The Riddler. I'm so mad. <laughs> Okay, but here's the thing. I ca- I've cosplayed number two on my list. That's fine. And number one is yeah, number one. Um, my number three is Scarecrow. Yes. Which and version of the Scarecrow? Ooh, I love him as a character, like okay. just in general. Yeah. Because like he's just so interesting. Yeah, he's been in a lot of like DC fan fictions I've read recently. Like, like the like when did the rogues? When did the nut take over the nut house? Basically, like I love that concept with him. Yeah. Um, I love Batman Begins version of him. Killian Murphy is yeah. immaculate. Um, yeah. I'm not actually that big of a fan of what they did with him in Gotham, which makes me a little sad because they didn't use him enough, and they like. That's what they you want they... like Titans for what they did. Like they don't use him nearly as much as they could. Okay. Because he's more um, sort of the mastermind behind the plan, whereas Jason's like the the you know, the muscle. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Um, so that's my main reason for like I love I love Scarecrow, but my favorite version of Scarecrow is actually one that isn't canon. Okay. It's actually, so my, my friend Kodo, who I've talked about a few times to you, yes. he's, he's a friend of mine who is a voice actor. He and his wife, Dee, um, created their own version of the DC universe. And, oh, girl, I'm going to, you and I are going to binge this later. It's going to be beautiful. It's all online. It's all on Tumblr. It's great. I'm on his Patreon page. I'm a proud coconut. <laughs> um it is uh and his version so the two main series two main protagonists in his series it's a bit yeah. of a squirrel moment but it's fine um the two main protagonists in his series squirreling. uh is uh scarecrow and riddler are the two main characters for this show and it's called rogues and it's great oh my god his version of scarecrow like one thing that i love about it is in the comics scarecrow was born in georgia everybody forgets that 30 minutes away from that yes you are he was born in georgia everybody forgets that and actually um kodo makes him southern like he actually gives accurate accents to the characters that no one else has ever done before and it makes me so happy to see it so shout out to Waiting for Kodo, aka Voice Boss, on Tumblr and all the internets and everything. I love him so much. Hi, love you. Um, also, I will Snapchat you to bother you later. <laughs> um, yeah, he and I are Snapchat buddies. It's great. I love um, that. But yeah, like his version of Scarecrow is my favorite. Right behind it is Killian Murphy's in Batman Begins because it's just so good. Yeah. So why did you choose Riddler for your number three? 
Well, here's the thing. The, my top two have to be my top two. Yeah, I get it. I'm just asking, always... like, why Riddler? Because, like, you're, you have not talked about him that much to me. Yeah. Honestly, it was this new interpretation with the Pattinson Batman. Okay, Paul Dano. Yeah. Him as um, Riddler was kind of like what solidified Zodiac him. Killer Riddler. <laughs> yeah, Zodiac Killer Riddler. Yeah. It's probably, has probably been my favorite. Um, I don't know. He's also, he's like also a really popular one that fan fiction writers use when I read Batman fan fictions. Because that's very funny. accurate to his character and it makes me sad. Um, uh, some of them that I've read. Have some of them are good. I haven't seen a lot of them that are great. Yeah. They do better with um, Scarecrow than they do with. I will say one of my favorite Batman fan fictions out there is a Scarecrow slash OC one. It's very good called Shadows Nevermore. Yeah. Look it up on fanfiction.net. It's great. Um, forget that he's in Young Justice. Riddler. Oh, Riddler. Oh yeah, he's voiced by he's voiced by Dave Franco <laughs> with his dumbass sideburns and haircut. I literally okay. I cosplay the Riddler. He is one of the versions I will never cosplay. Oh, they. I love the jacket that he has. They, what they, they recently what are, you, what are you making a face at? Young Just okay, I don't know what Young Justice Legacy is, but mm -hmm. hold on. Oh, it's the game. Young Justice Legacy, the game. Mm -hmm. The actor who voices Wally West in the TV show voices Riddler in the game. That's so weird. <laughs> That's why I went. You're like, hey. Because <laughs> I love so Wally. odd. I love Wally. I know you love Wally. I'm still, like, even after the episode that came out yesterday, I'm still determined that he's coming back this season. I know you are. And I've seen other people who are also determined. Okay, so who is your number two? Poison Ivy. I love that. So, in 2015, 2015 or 2016, I can't remember yeah. when, um, for Halloween, I dressed up as Poison Ivy. I'll have to post a picture of it. On, I, you've um, sent me pictures. You've just never posted them, I don't think. At least not on your cosplay page. I have posted that. Uh, I've shown you pictures of me more recently as Poison Ivy. Oh, you haven't shown me the OG version. Okay. No, where I like got the like chunky red, like temporary dye. Yeah. To do in my hair. Oh but my god, I did that when I cosplayed as Penguin. I sprayed my hair black. Yeah, um, but it was my freshman year of high school that mm -hmm. Halloween that I dressed up as her. Um. And my friend's younger brother, my friend Cassidy, her younger brother was Batman that year. Oh, so there's a picture of me fighting this like tiny bat, this tiny Batman. <laughs> yeah, and it's the best picture. And then more recently, I've done um, the theater I perform with in the mall. We do um, like they do like a Halloween like haunted house like walk through with like yeah. all the different actors that perform. Mm -hmm. And in the first year, I was part of the Gotham crew, which was me, Joker, and Harley. It was great because I knew my Joker and Harley so well because we had just done a show together. Yeah. And we decided to like really play on the um, Harley and Ivy relationship in the Harley show. Yeah. 
So a lot of our pictures that we have are me fighting over Harley with the Joker. Because we love them. Yes. Um, and that was a much better cosplay. It was either that or Catwoman that they were going to have me do. Mm. I could see it was Ivy. Ivy's more fun. Yeah, I was like, I want to like, do I love, I love Catwoman, but the only way you can really have fun with Catwoman is if a Batman is there. Yeah. And it was supposed to be the Gotham Rogues. Yeah. I get it. So You know if I was Riddler with you, I would... Because, like, the way I play Riddler is not serious. I don't play serious Riddler. I play crackhead Riddler. Yeah, when this... I play crackhead Frank Gorshin. I really Riddler. want them to be, like... Because they didn't care about gender or anything for, the, for some yeah. of the characters. I really want them, in a few years, when I graduate from college, when they do it again, me in my, like, Nightwing costume in the Gotham City group. Yes! I would have loved it. that. I love that. So my number two is Harley Quinn. How fitting. Um, I love Harley. Harley was my obsession before Riddler was. Okay. Uh, which probably surprises no one. Um, I love Harley so much because she, I think she is the most real of the rogues. Yeah. Like, no offense to any of the other rogues, like, backstories or anything, but, like, her backstory is probably the most... She gets quote, quote, it, Yeah, it's literally the most realistic, where yeah. she gets manipulated into a toxic relationship. And I love how in the Harley Quinn show, they acknowledge it, and actually, you know, she goes through everything to do with it. Yeah, I think the only bad representation of Harley is the Batman and Harley animated series or show, movie... I actually love that movie. I actually really like that movie. I She's voiced one aspect of that movie. She's voiced by Bernadette from Big Bang Theory. There's one aspect of that movie I will never forgive. What? Do I really have to say? I can't hear you. What? Um. So the in the film, she like sleeps with Nightwing. Oh, that whole thing. She's like, hey, weren't you the boy wonder? Which is like proving that she's like old enough to have fought him as like a child. Yeah, that's a bit that. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I get it. So I don't like that one. You're also such a Nightwing simp. We'll get to that. We'll get to it. Yes, we will. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I love Harley. She's fun. Also, Harley Quinn has been now voiced by two of the Big Bang Theory ladies. Kaylee Cuoco voices her in in the Harley Quinn show. And uh, the chick who plays Bernadette uh, voiced her in the Batman and Harley Quinn. Now I'm like, I'm waiting for Mayim Bialik, a.k.a. Amy, to play her in some way, shape, or form. She'd be a great, like, doctor. She would be herself. good Dr. Harley Quinn. Not Harley Quinn, but Harleen Quinzel. Like, she would be so good. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite her- look of Harley Quinn? I have, I will say, I have cosplayed as OG animated one in the jumpsuit from the animated series. That's what I was about to say. I think the jumpsuit is my favorite. I love it. Like, you, you, you can't beat the classics. It's so good. Um, But I do like her nurse outfit in the Arkham Asylum game. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. 
and it's adult, which is what they were going for yeah. in the game. It worked for the environment. I wasn't a huge fan of the biker outfit they gave her in the uh, Arkham City game. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of her suicide look. I will say her looks in Birds of Prey are really fun. I love her Birds of Prey look. I hate her Suicide Squad looks. The one that the Suicide Squad looks that she had in the second movie were actually very good. Okay, I haven't seen it again. Remember, you well, you could look up pictures. Like her her opening look is actually really cute. Suicide um. Squad. Yeah, I oh. love Harley. Yeah, it's actually really yeah. cute. It's I really like cute. Them. It's cute. Yeah. yeah, I don't like, I again, that movie is awful, but I like the looks they gave her. Yeah. There were elements of it that I enjoyed, um, but yeah. yeah. Um, so. My number one is Carly. I know your number one, Carly. I love her so much. She's fun. Yeah. She's adorable. Yeah, again, so when I was getting ready to do the whole Poison Ivy, um, um Gotham Rogue thing for the theater yeah. thing. I just watched a whole bunch of clips on YouTube of the animated series between the two. Good. And it good. was so good. That's on my next list. After. Arlene Sorkin, love you. I think that's next on my list after Gotham is the Harley yeah. Quinn Harley show. The Harley Quinn show is really good. I know. I and, need to watch it. And we all know what my number one is. Riddler. I'll let you some. I okay. I love the Riddler. I have loved the Riddler. You're gonna have to let me sip for my number yeah. one. Oh, I'm I'm gonna let you. I love Riddler so freaking much as a character. He's fun. He's crazy. He's immensely intelligent. He's just to me. He isn't used enough. And when he is used, he's not used in the way, like in terms of movies, I mean. Yeah, I understand that. He's not used in the way that a lot of people want him to be used. Yeah. Um, Which is, again, I'm going to bring up Kodo because his version of Riddler is actually one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, My favorite version of Riddler is it's literally a tie between him and Corey Michael Smith in Gotham. Okay. Because, again, his version of Riddler evolves so much over the course of the show. I imagine. It's, yeah. But the first Riddler I fell in love with, actually, was the Arkham City Riddler. Interesting. Yeah, I know you wouldn't think that of me, would you? No. Um, no, that was the first one I fell in love with. I don't know why, I just thought he was so handsome. Yeah. Um, you know, in his dirty, gross-ass suit (laughs) whoever decided to turn the riddler into jigsaw good on you because that is the best turn of the character that there has been ever in my opinion yeah um stop smirking at me like you're (laughs) no i'm just looking at my like gotham rogue or my gotham hero list and i'm like yeah you're you're gonna be you're you're like get ready (laughs) you're like get ready kara um, yeah, so Riddler's been my favorite since I, I've been obsessed with him since I was 12 years old. I first encountered him in Batman Forever when I'm not joking, this is how I got obsessed with the Riddler. This is a fun story. So I my first foray into Batman was unfortunately Batman and Robin. I'm not joking. 
that was my first like introduction so, to it. Since my journey to school is about a four hour drive when my dad and I make this drive together. Yeah. I watch like the Batman and Robin and like those yeah. movies that came out like right around what like 80s, 90s. Shortly before we were born. Yeah, yeah. shortly before we were born. I grew up with or like I watched those in the car and my dad has seen them so many times. He's like, oh, I know exactly what's about to happen. Because yeah. he's like the one driving and I'm like here like I like- so I first so I saw Batman and Robin and when a vacation was coming up and my and I told my dad I'm like hey can you go pick up again I'm like 12 years old at this point I asked my dad hey could you go pick up Batman and Robin at the library for us to rent for vacation I've heard this story and he yeah, you heard on the other podcast. He, I think he picked up the first thing that said Batman on it, and he happened to pick up Batman and Robin, and I didn't realize it until we were already, like, 10 hours into the drive. And I was like, this isn't Batman and Robin. And then I saw Jim Carrey as my favorite green-suited man, and I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> and I got obsessed. And ever since, my dad's mistake has been my greatest obsession. And ever since then, I've cosplayed as four different versions of the Riddler. I cosplay as the Arkham City version, Arkham Knight, as Prisoner Riddler, and as Female Riddler. And I will be cosplaying number five with Paul Dano's version. Emma has seen it. I already have the mask. I bought it literally the day after I saw the movie. She has it because of how many Riddler cosplayers? Oh, I'm sure. I literally got it from an army surplus store, like the people in the movie did. And it's very tight on my head. Um, But yeah, it's, I can't say it enough. I love the Riddler so much. Yeah. And now on to our heroes because that took a while. So we're doing Gotham heroes instead of Batfam because we wanted it to include. There's a lot of different people to include in that list that aren't necessarily Batfam. Yeah. Like my number three. Alfred Pennyworth. I mean, he's technically Batman, but he's like, the head oh, of the Bat Fam. What are you talking about? Sorry, Bruce. You yeah, are not the head Bruce. of the Bat Fam. <laughs> Alfred no, does no, your no, taxes. Alfred is the glue, making sure that Damien doesn't kill someone and that Jason doesn't kill Tim. And that and that you know, Tim and and Dick don't kill themselves <laughs> on accident. Yeah, and to make sure that Dick isn't like doing like somersaults off the chandelier. Yeah. But I think my favorite Alfred moment, I don't even remember which of the animated films, but it has Damien and Nightwing arguing. And Nightwing is about, or Dick slash Nightwing, he's about to like curse out Damien. He's like, you son of a, and then Alfred Alfred just gives him a look. No, Alfred goes, Master Grayson. I love that. (laughs) One of my favorite moments of all time. And you will love the version of him that Sean Pertwee gives in Gotham. Hardy loved him. He's a great Alfred. Now to complain about Titans. In the first season, Dick calls it a favor. And then he's never mentioned or seen in the show. And then two seasons later, right after Jason's funeral, um, Dick is like, so where's he going to be buried? And Bruce is like, oh, in the family lot or family plot, right next to um, Alfred. I was like, when did Alfred die? Some 
makes me sad. And Jim's also dead in this. So no! it's Barbara as Commissioner Gordon, though. Okay, that's cool. That's I fine. really like her as Commissioner Gordon. And that's not the first, that's actually not the, there are two other times where you see yeah. Barbara take well, over as Commissioner so Gordon. It's like, she's she's sick of being like Oracle and just like dealing with like being Is Oracle. Is she paralyzed or not? Yeah, she's paralyzed. Okay. So like she's been Oracle and she like gives up the life of um, fighting as mm-hmm. Oracle even and becomes Commissioner to like help the people of Gotham in a better way. Nice. I really like that. Yeah, so my number three is Oracle, um, a.k.a. Batgirl, a.k.a. Barbara Gordon, but I love her so much more as Oracle. Um, I, so I have a very personal connection to Oracle just as a character because I have gone by the name Kara the Oracle since I was 14 years old on the internet. That is what I have gone by. I love oracle just as a character she was one of my favorite parts of the arkham games i'm gonna bring up the arkham games a lot because they were my first real foray into the batman for the next two young justice and titans yeah so (laughs) i love oracle just as a character and she was to me like you you guys can love batgirl and all the stuff she did as batgirl but to me she was so much more interesting as oracle i agree and I just love, you know, her. I, I ship her with dicks so hard. They're so cute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all my, like, Starfire and Robin shippers and my Zatanna yeah. and Nightwing or Robin or whatever shippers. But Barbara and Dick are the best. They're, they're the yeah. best. Um, the only time that I ship dick with other characters is in teen titans the animated show specifically because a she doesn't exist in it she doesn't exist in that show so we have starfire and i love starfire in that show i think that's the only time but like on titans i hate him and starfire so much together and i know that they're trying to like get us to that point but him and barbara are so much cuter oh babies we love them my number two is Barbara. Of course. Um, and I'm going to take this time to talk about how Young Justice handles her Batgirl to Oracle thing. Okay. Because I like it better than Killing Joke. And well, Killing Joke is the OG like version. Are you talking about the movie or are you talking about the comic? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Those are two it, very different things, but okay. Well, like, you know, the storyline. Yeah, the um, storyline. Yeah, as Joker shoots her and yeah. Yeah, so Joker is involved, but he doesn't cause the blow that paralyzes her. Okay, interesting. So Batfam is fighting Joker. He's like at like a UN or- Who plays the Joker? I don't know who Young Justice Joker is. Oh, Young Justice. I thought this was Titans. Never mind. No, Young Justice. So we actually don't- We get like a little bit of I was shot by Joker mention. Yeah. We do see Joker once. He's not really important in Titans. Except yeah, yeah. No, him. It's Brent Spiner as Young okay, Justice. Okay, I, I might have to look up how he sounds. Okay. But, so it's Bat-Fam. So it's literally, like, Tim and Cassandra and, like, every single Bat-Fam. Yeah, all the Bat-Fam people, minus yeah. Damien. <laughs> minus Damien, because he sucks. Um, And he's also, like, a two-year-old at this point. Mm-hmm. 
so like yeah yeah um but they're like fighting him he's at like he took over like a un whatever conference or like yeah. UN equivalent government thing mm-hmm. and orphan i think it, that's cassandra yeah it's either that or stephanie i think it's cassandra cassandra who is orphan who's the daughter of a villain so she kind of grew up the same lifestyle as damien like learning to be an assassin yeah yeah and is growing out of that she goes to kill joker mm. and barbara gets in the way and is like no you're not gonna kill him and gets sliced in the back saving okay. cassandra from turning to like i'm killing people yeah yeah interesting Which I really like interesting i might have to watch that just because i'm curious i'm so used to the you know yeah the comic and also version. richard is so cute in that scene but like i don't know there's a another great moment in titans with barbara and it is right after jason is killed and everyone's like just mad at bruce for bringing another child into things. Bruce, stop buying orphans. <laughs> we'll get to that with Starkid. Yeah. <laughs> um, Literally. He, um, the three of them are talking about Jason and like, just like reminiscing on him. And she tells off Bruce about like, hey, don't do this again as commissioner, not even as like former Batman member. Mm. And she, um, dick is like hey yo like why'd you tell him off that that isn't helping my case i'm trying to like build my relationship with my adopted father she's like i'm trying to make sure that this doesn't happen to another kid Mm -hmm. and i just love that like she's like i don't want this to be happening and we just get dead robins everywhere yeah and then you know Bruce, then it's immediately you, you need therapy not sidekicks <laughs> my dad lived in that <laughs> not to then drug but sometimes i wish he needed the therapy literally not once maybe my own issues would be a little bit less extreme oh my God. i love that audio so my number two is jim gordon papa gordon I, my number two is Jim Gordon. I love him so much. Also, it's because of Gotham and because of Jeffrey Wright's performance as him in- He would be at number movie. four from what I've seen of him in Gotham and Jeffrey Wright's performance. Yeah. I So they are two very different Gordons. Yeah. I, so reason why I love Ben McKenzie's is yes, he's a Boy Scout, but we get to see him evolve to the point where he needs Batman. Like- yeah we he's not like he's not a perfect thing going like he's not this perfect guy going like i'm not gonna let any justice you know uh, you know I'm not, I'm not he's not an extremist when it comes to that no he has to let things slip he has to let bad yeah. stuff happen and he um like to me it shows a progression of him going from I can do this all myself to know I actually do need help. Yeah. It's that's what I love about it. Um as for Jeffrey Wright, I just love that he wasn't a plot device. He actually we got to see 
we actually got to see him kick butt and we got to see him actually help Batman work yeah. the case. They put that this movie, I love that they put the detective back in Batman. Which I is love something that, that too. We haven't gotten that. We haven't gotten that not in a long time at least. Oh. But they put the detective back in Batman, which is what I have been wanting for so long. Not that I don't love a lot of the movies. I just like when smaller stories are done. You don't need to see save the world. You just need to save Gotham. Um, yeah. And it's one thing and I love. You about, that's your number one before I do my number one. Yes. <laughs> just because so I will. I, I know you're going to go off. I'm going to stop you, you know, because timing. Because we haven't even gotten to the holy musical Batman. Um, more time for me to. Yeah, I know. Um, so my number one is Batman, of course. You know, Bruce, you need therapy. But you're also the hero that Gotham needs. I like him a lot in Titans. I know I keep bringing up Titans. I know you do. My but favorite like, portrayal like of a... Batman will be Christian Bale. I love. Christian Bale's Batman. He yeah, is he's an old so Bruce in Titans. Mm-hmm. Because Nightwing but, is 30 years Kevin old. Kevin Conroy. Kevin True. Conroy. He plays regular Bruce and old Bruce. True. He plays all the Bruce. I mean, he's been playing him since like the 80s. I so, know. I, I like, can't ni- no, the 90s. Him. The 90s. But just like, wow. Um, yeah. yeah, I love Kevin Conroy's Batman so much. And he, again, he was the sweetest when I met him. Yeah. And I just, Batman is a great, I love him. Like, I'm going to piss off a lot of fanboys when I say this, is I hate Superman. I really do. I'm I not a Superman do. fan. I love Batman more because there is flaws to his character. That makes him more interesting. Yeah. To me, I think the only Superman is too I much like of a boy scout. Brian. Brian. Brian Holden's Superman is great. Yeah. Um, uh, but I like Supergirl better than Superman. Like, I watched all the DC shows before they well, got yeah. off the rail. Yeah. And seen, like, like, two or three more recent seasons. Yeah. I love just, I love Batman so much. And, you know, where would the dark where would we be without the dark knight as a character we wouldn't have my favorite go ahead go and simp go off i'm gonna stop you at some point i know go off so like i guess it all kind of starts with the 1916 batman show with robin in it oh burt ward yeah but no what what I'm really here to talk about for the like little bit of time Kara gives me is Young Justice and Titans. Richard Grayson. Here we go. Actually, fun fact, in Gotham we got Richard Grayson's parents. Really? Yeah, we did. So I'll start with Young Justice first, because that's been on the air more or like longer. I really like that in Young Justice, and I mean in Titans we're getting it a little bit. But we see him go from, like, I, I want to be Batman when I get older to the whole, mm-hmm. that's not me. I don't want to be this leader. I want to just be me. And that's how we get Nightwing is the whole, I just want to be me. 
thing. And I kind of relate to that with crap that's happened in my life. Um, I don't want to be what people perceive me to be like, oh yeah, like whatever. Um, I want to be me. So I really like that about Richard. Also, I really like Brenton Waite's performance of him in Titans. He's great. I actually um, remember reporting on his casting when I was doing the Gotham podcast. Cause really? I, what were your I was, thoughts? Well, I, I haven't seen Titans. I know. Um, I didn't know who he was. Okay. I was just, well, so when I was on the Gotham podcast, my first function before I was a host on there was I was our Oracle where I would give DC comics news. I would record news reels and they would play them on the show. And, um, once I became a host, we still did that, but I was live. Yeah. And, um, I remember we talked about it. Yeah. I don't remember what we said about it. I was just like, yeah. oh, this guy's been cast as Dick Grayson. I really like him a lot as an actor. For those of you who have listened to our most recent Marvel episode, we do like a gender bent casting, and I do cast him as someone in Marvel. Because of course I did. I also cast um, Gal Gadot as someone in Marvel in our gender bent. We love Gal Gadot. Yeah. She could she, step she was on Thor. my neck and I would thank her. She was our Thor in our gender bent casting. Okay, yes, but also on the real, I actually have a meme that I can send you later where it's like, okay. what if Thor and Diana met? Yeah. They would be the best of friends. Yeah. But I don't know. I really like Richard. I really like him in this show because you we've really gotten to see him like kind of, I don't want to say struggle. That's not the word I want to use, but that's the word I'm going to use. Evolve. Evolve. Yes, that's a great word. Because we do get flashbacks of him as a young boy and like from like when his parents die to the funeral to him first getting adopted by Bruce and him being like sneaking out of the house to Bruce being like, come with me, child. Bruce. Bruce. Stop. Therapy. Therapy. There is actually, you know, to be honest, there... There is a surprising amount of doctors in Gotham. Like you would think, oh, it's such a terrible city and so grimy. It's actually, it has the worst crime, but the highest education. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the- how many of the rogues are actually doctors. A lot. Many. Scarecrow, Harley. Um, Riddler. Riddler's not like a medical doctor. He's like an engineer doctorate. Um, uh, oh my god, how many? There's so many doctors, man. Like, Victor Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Like, I was trying to find a quote that Nightwing said in Titans that I really liked, but I found a meme instead, and I love it so much. Of course. It's a picture of the young Justice Nightwing. Mm -hmm. from I think like season four and it says and it has bullet points on it and it says swift as a coursing river has the strength of a great typhoon has the strength of a raging fire and is as mysterious as the dark side of the moon my god the qualities to become a robin um okay you know what they say all it takes for evil to succeed is for good men and women to do nothing that's titans good men and women not doing nothing 
he says that to Raven at a coffee shop and it's the most adorable scene because they have such the cutest like father-daughter relationship in that show that's so cute it's literally like 30 year old dad who's a cop dealing with his emo 15 year old daughter that's hilarious it's the best um okay any any closing thoughts before we head over to the star kids side of things there's so much i could do a full episode by myself please 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 no (laughs) i love you but please no yeah um oh no i will say that one thing that's annoyed me with him is young justice recently because when wally died he was like bye see y'all Barbara can handle herself as new me on the team, as new like Batman sidekick on the team. And then he realized his mistake in season four to Aqualand being like, I kind of left you after you had already lost your like not girlfriend, girlfriend, and we lost Wally. I kind of just ditched you. Go actually mourn for once. And that's the one thing I hate about him. But, like, I love him so much. I've, I literally, when I was starting my whole, like, DC rewatch, was just going through the many forms of Robin collection mm-hmm. on HBO Max before they got rid of it just to watch all of the Nightwing stuff. I will say I don't like Neil Patrick Harris as Nightwing. And that is my final thought. Meanwhile, me, me loving Neil Patrick Harris as the music meister. He's great. I hate him as Nightwing. That's fine. He's a terrible Nightwing. Got it. Okay. So, So, Dark Kid. Here we go. The original concept of this episode was Stark and Gotham, or our like Gotham heroes and villains. Yeah, now it's just turned into something else. (laughs) Yeah. So, the synopsis every podcast with me. Fully musical, Batman. It's time for crime-fighting shenanigans with everyone's second favorite superhero, right after Spider-Man. After witnessing the murder of his parents, a young billionaire makes a solemn vow to dress dress up like a bat and wage a one-man war on the rogues of Gotham. So get ready to see the Dark Knight the way you always dreamed of, singing and dancing. And this is from the Starkid video itself, like the like little like playlist collection thing. I love that so much. I love that. I like to think that Nick and Matt Lane got drunk and did that. (laughs) Me too. So it was directed by Nick and Matt Lane with choreography by Katie um, Spellman. I felt like I had to mention her because so much choreography in this. Um, It was released on YouTube on April 13th of 2012. So what? Almost 10 or like more than 10 years ago at this point. Oh my God. Yeah. Happy 10 year anniversary. Happy 10 year anniversary film. How fitting that we're fit that we're recording this. I didn't even realize that. Happy anniversary. So the cast includes aka here's the entire cast. Joe Walker as Batman slash Chili Willie. Brian Holden as Superman slash reporter, but we all know it's Clark Kent. Jeff Lim as Sweet Tooth slash Aquaman in the last Aquaman and the guy at the beginning, which I will explain the reference to that. Yeah, I I was just about to say, which is whatever. Um, Nick Lang as Robin, the um, President Obama and mobster. 
Chris Allen as Alfred, Two-Face, and Spider-Man, Jalen Saunders as Scarecrow, the Green Lantern, Mobster, and Egghead, Lauren Lopez as Commissioner Gordon, Calendar Man, Evil King Arthur, and Green Arrow, Jamie Lynn Beatty as Candy, Poison Ivy, and I forget who she is, and Super Friends, Meredith Sepian as the Riddler, TGI Friday's Worker, Rachel Dawes, and Dr. Meridian, and Wonder Woman in Super Friends. Yes. Jim Povolo as Matches, Mr. Freeze, and Hawkman. Denise oh my God, Donovan. His Hawkman outfit. Yeah. Denise Donovan as Catwoman, Pizza Guy, and um, Black Canary. Uh, yes, she was Black Canary. Julia Albine as Vicky Bale and Evil Mother Goose. I forget who she plays in Super Friends. She was she was Zatanna. <gasps> That's who she was. Yes. Yeah, I noticed the top hat and I was like, she's Zatanna. Um, Nico Agar as Sluggers, Evil Sherlock Holmes, Citizen. I forget who he plays in. Super uh, he was like the, the, the shopkeeper guy. Oh, no, in the Super Friends. Oh, in Super Friends. Oh, in Super Friends. Oh, he was Plastic Man. Oh, yeah. And then Nick Straws as Penguin and the cop. So here are some fun facts. I also have a fun fact when you're finished that I thought of right now. Okay. So the original casting had Chris Allen playing Sweet Tooth, but his flawless Michael Caine impression convinced the Lynx to rework the show and cast him as Alfred. When looking for a replacement Sweet Tooth, they immediately thought of their University of Michigan colleague, Jeff Blim's signature slasher smile, and Blim's energy took the character in a totally different direction. Jack Nicholson. Yep. Darren Chris, Darren Chris has mentioned multiple times on live streams that this is his favorite album of any of the Starkid shows. Which, which is I so agree. funny. That's so though. funny that that's his favorite and he wasn't even in this show. No, but he said that he played Dark Side Lonely Night at the party when he received his Emmy Award. Also, his Starkid reference that he made in his speech when he received his Emmy is hilarious. It's great. I had to convince my parents that it was a Star Kid reference because they did not believe that it was. And then this show was already in the planning stages all the way back in 2009 as one of the parody musicals that a Harry Potter musical was originally just one example of. The Langs were initially uncertain if they'd ever make Holy Musical Batman if their other plans worked out and had offered to let Joey Richter and Ariel Goldman direct it as a college show recommending AJ Holmes to play the Joker. I could see him. He would be a great Joker. Especially after like seeing him in uh AVPSY like yeah. yes. So my fun fact is at a convention, it was at some Chicago con um where they promote they promoted this show. Um Dylan was unfortunately unable to make it. And everybody was like in costume and all of that. And uh, at the end, in walked not Dylan Saunders, but Sean Astin (laughs) in the Scarecrow costume. And ever since then, um, Sean Astin has stated that uh, that his alter ego and person who will probably replace him at some point is Dylan Saunders because they look very much alike. Yeah. Like, he... Like Sean Astin knows the Star Kid people because of they they all have like the same group of agents 
that all know each other. Here's the thing. The circuits also know Ivana Lynch, and it's the best thing in the world. That is, oh my god, yes. Yes. But that's my fun fact, is the fact that Dylan Saunders and or will be replacing Sean Astin at some point, or vice versa. Who knows? (laughs) Literally, Dylan Saunders is Sean Astin if Sean Astin could sing. Yeah. I just want to say that. Yeah. No offense to Sean Astin, he's a great actor. So... I don't know why this is the first thing I want to bring up. But okay. isn't Julia Albine and Nick Strauss as the Wayne parents in the beginning? I, I believe so. Okay. I was just curious because I was like, who is it playing them? Yeah. Also, I love the Batman 89 reference right at the beginning. So just, yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's talk about that for a second because no one ever talks about it actually. Um, so in Batman 89, spoilers. We find out that it was Jack Napier, a.k.a. the Joker, that shot the Waynes and killed them. Yeah. In this, we lo- I saw that Jeff Blim is the guy who shot the Waynes, yes. implying that Sweet Tooth is the guy who killed Bruce Wayne's parents. Yes. I love that. I do, too. I just- also... Can we talk about, so my my Halloween costume of Poison Ivy? Yeah. I was so determined on doing Poison Ivy that Halloween, because I was obsessed with this musical, and I'm obsessed with Jamie as Ivy. I love Jamie so much. I do too. So, next question. Yeah. How old is Commissioner Gordon in this? I don't know, (laughs) because he's played by freaking Lauren Lopez. Like, he says, I wonder who wrote Huckleberry Finn. But he's not Mark Twain. (laughs) I think he's just a forgetful, rickety old man in this. And I love how in the American way, he goes from being rickety, shaky old man to dancing perfectly in line and then going back to rickety and no one talks about it. No one talks about it, and I kind of love it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Lauren Lopez as Commissioner Gordon is one of the best castings that they have ever done. I think it's my favorite role of hers in this show. Yeah. Not that I gave her much to do with Did you like how I put that as the least accurate calendar man costume? Yeah. That yeah. is actually legitimately the least accurate that I've ever seen really? to what he actually looks like. Look, yeah, look at look up what he looks like in the Ark. Look up what he looks like in the Arkham games, because that's su- what he's supposed to look like. Is he's bald and has a bunch of dates carved on his forehead. Interesting. And his name is Julian Gregory Day after the Julian calendar and the Gregory calendar. I don't know what this is I from, but I'm sure that this is what they were going for hang on yeah it might be what they were going for but at the same time every like most people who know calendar man know him as the bald version with all the tattoos and stuff on his head true um and he's also not british so i love that that's what lauren did (laughs) yeah um um oh my god I, I, I just want it to be known that okay. Brian Holden as Clark Kent in the opening number 
just like every time they do the holy music or the holy musical batman and they yeah, the dance the he's just staring at meredith he's just staring at his future wife his future wife <laughs> were they it's dating like, at that point yes i think they were okay so he's they were dating holy. for a while yeah i know just like how when we found out that joey and lauren were together for like yeah. eight years speaking of which i know i didn't mention joey in the cast list that's because he's not in it he was already living in la at the time probably starring with, Dar- with darren yeah he was living with darren and probably starring in jesse yeah but who's it gonna hook up i just oh my gosh just like I love that they acknowledge the Clark Kent stuff. Okay. I love that they acknowledge it. Can we just talk about how secret identities or disguises in DC and Marvel are just glasses and a baseball cap? They literally are. Like, I think tell that's us we're I wrong. Love. We'll wait. I think that's why I loved how many times they're like Clark Kent. Oh, it's supposed to be a secret identity. Oh my god. I feel like I'm screaming now because or like screaming with how empty my room is. Also, something that I just want to talk about, not just for this particular musical, but the fact that they brought this up makes me think about it is like because Batman lines his mask with lead because he doesn't want Superman to see him. Yeah. Um, isn't that like poisonous? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like, I know there's probably shit protecting it, but at the same time. I want to know <laughs> the science. <laughs> um, also, uh, I just want to say I'm kind of bitter that Meredith is the first female to play the Riddler, and I am not. Yeah. I just want to say I'm kind of mad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to remember what I was talking about in one of my notes. This, I love Alfred's speech to Bruce, but it's like right before Brian is lying. Mm. So it has to be near the end, but I don't remember what the speech was about. Oh, was it, it was the... When yeah, Alfred yeah. just come back. Oh, yeah. Was it the thing where it's like, oh, we got to save Robin and stuff? Probably. Probably that thing. Also, um, I can we talk about... <laughs> we got to get this out right now. Nick Lang as Dick Grayson. <laughs> Only he could make that costume look good. And also the fact that I'm pretty sure he shaved his legs for it. Definitely shaved his legs for the role. There were no hair on no legs. <laughs> I love how my note about Nick Lang as Robin is just, Nick has the nicest legs. And mine is, did he shave? <laughs> Orphans for sale. That is how most of the Bat Kids are recruited. I'm Bruce, man. I mean, Bat Wayne. Fuck. I incorporated that into a dumb fan fiction that I made, and it makes me happy that I did. Um, I really want to do that with a Bat Fam one. So, fun fact I want to say is, so they mentioned that the year this takes place is 1997. Yes. That That is the year that Batman and Robin came out. Yeah. That actually, that is so funny. They were actually really in with their references. Yeah, I know that you mentioned that they mentioned most of his love interests, if not all. Yeah, they mentioned almost all of them, I believe. Um, Selena. Yeah. Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. Dr. Meridian. Yes. 
um and Rachel Dawes yeah those are all of Bruce's love interests that have been made can we talk about like pre pre DCAU because this came out pre DCEU yeah um and pre Talia al Ghul and the bullshit that is Damian Wayne and that's all I'm gonna say because I hate Damian Wayne Yes, we do not like Damien Wayne on this show. Um, no, I do like, I think his name is Nick Clayton on TikTok. Mm-hmm. He does a great Batman series, and this is what I wanted to bring up. Is this, the, is this the guy who did the Batman Adams Family thing? Because yes. I love that guy. Yes, I love him. So today he released his first in a series called The Robin's Book Club, and it's Jason, oh, no. Tim, and um, Damien. It was about That's- Percy Jackson. Oh, that of course you love that. It, it was um, the best thing. It was the best thing. Oh my god. I just... Can we talk about how much everyone is shitting on Two-Face? Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> What's he gonna do? Rob the second national bank out of $2 bills? And I'm gonna do it on Tuesday, February 2nd. This year, a lot of people were posting them watching that scene that's when funny it hit, like two 22 20, yeah, 22 yeah. seconds that's funny i love that um i want to talk a little bit about the twitter handle thing oh my this. god please tell that story so in the show um it's brian talking to uh or it's superman talking to green lantern in the show and he's complaining about how his Twitter handle is the real Superman. So everyone thinks it's the, like, it's not the real one. And how Bruce, this, like, motherfucker named Bruce Wayne has Superman. Yeah. And all he does is post dumb, like, how dumb he is. Mm-hmm. That's based in Starkid history. Because when Starkid finally got their Twitter, there was already a Starkid account making fun of how dumb Starkid was. So then yeah. they had to be the real team star kid yeah. on Twitter. And I just find it hilarious that they incorporated that. One thing I just want to talk about real quick is the fact that this is actually considered a, like, star kid flop. Yeah. Financially speaking. Sell, so they couldn't sell tickets because it's a parody musical and they can't sell tickets for the parody musicals, which is why they're going more original. Yeah, which the that's good. And Black Friday and all that. Yeah. But it, I think they had, what was it, $150,000? Uh, I believe you said 150, 150K was their, yeah. like, how much they spent on this. Yeah, so that's how much they spent. But this was in Chicago, which is expensive because it's Chicago. Yeah. yeah. So let's be honest, most of the budget went to the theater. Yeah, just renting the theater. The theater. So this has, like, no money put to it. And you can't tell. Yeah, with how like many I'm, there are. I'm sure that a lot of it was thrifted. Yeah, same. Um, and the also the lack of a set. Yeah, but I kind of liked it. I really no, liked- I like it too. And that's like the that's like a thing for a lot of Star Kid shows is yeah. there is a big lack of a set. Um, I think my favorite thing with the set was when it turned green a little bit for um, Crips Night. Near the end. Yeah. Um, but like all the rogues costumes, everyone's costumes were amazing. They were really good. 
just wow and like and you can tell like and they purposely went like og comic book route like they they styled everything as if it was all on the 60s batman show yeah which I at love. least that's how i look at it yeah that's how i look at it too um um i'm trying to get all all of the like big things out of the way before we talk about jeff Blim. i was gonna say because you know i'm gonna go off about jeff Blim because this is his first foray into star kid yeah um a little bit about jeff Blim. i wrote a note in rogues reprise because it was him and jamie singing a little duet i said the first join us and die i'm i'm i'm, I'm aggressively nodding for our people who can't see right now mm-hmm. i am aggressively nodding because yes oh my what's god your favorite song in the show what's your favorite song in the show yeah what is yours oh mine is rogues are we Okay. And the reprise combined because they're they're in the same scene. Therefore, I'm gonna make it all yeah. one song. I love this whole soundtrack. After we did our first Starkid episode, I was just like listening to this soundtrack for like four or five weeks on end. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, so I love them all. However, <laughs> I think it has to be. Um, oh, what is it? Um, Dark Side Lonely Night. Okay, Dark Side Lonely Night. That's yeah. A good one. I think my least favorite is Robin Sucks, and let's get into the history behind Robin Sucks. My fav- my least favorite one is definitely um, I'm gonna kick your ass. Yeah, that that one's also bad, but like I hate Robin Sucks. But there's a reason that song exists. I know. Let me, let me, let me, let me go into the history of this real quick. Yes. Is, um, so Robin Sucks is a song during the show. It's the opening to act two, I believe. Yeah. Um, the, so this is the, you know, act two opener. And it's the citizens of Gotham are all, like, talking about how they don't like Robin. Mm-hmm. Um. And this is actually a reference to when Robin first came on the scene in the comics way back when. This was the reaction that people had initially. I'm not surprised. Huh? I'm not surprised that this was the initial reaction. Yeah, it doesn't shock me either, especially when they're used to, like, gritty Batman. Um, but at the same time... It's hard for us to look at it, I think, from modern standpoints, since you and I grew up in an age where we have had, like, three or four different people play- being Robin. Yeah. And I don't mean, like, actors playing Robin. I mean, like, characters of Robin. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to look at it, and that's probably why you don't like it, is because you're so used to different versions of Robin, and you're also used to not this version of Robin where he's campy and childish and everything. He's like that in Young Justice, though. I understand, but, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. But I also grew up on the 60s show. You did. You did. So, like, you're used to, like, you're somewhat... Those of people who grew up on the 60s show are used to this kind of campy, silly Batman. Yeah. Me, on the other hand, who grew up with the Arkham games, I am not. So yeah. it's very jarring for me. 
Um, did anyone know who the dude is that's carrying Brian? Because I made a note about that. I was curious. Who is that? <laughs> so, hold on. Where's my note about it? Is it just a random crew member no, wearing a mask? No, it's Jim Povolo? Yeah. He's the tall one, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's him. So that's not shocking, but at the same time, I wasn't expecting it to be him. Freaking Jim. Because here's the thing. I love him. When Jim was in Starkid shows on the regular, he was like, Can I do the most random bullshit? Which is how we got him as Rumble Roar. Rumble Roar. He was like, So are we having Rumble Roar in person? I know. You told and me about this. And Nick was like, I don't know yet. Like, haven't decided. He's like, I will be Rumble Roar. He didn't even like ask. He just said, That's me. <laughs> yes. Um, though, another one of my favorite songs that I want to talk about real quick before yeah. things, just because I want to talk about convention appearances of this song. Oh, no. Super Friends. Okay, this is actually Super Friends. It's cheesy and corny, but it's fun. Here's the thing about super friends oh god here we go no one knows the lyrics to super friends for the beginning part in starkid because i know it darren (laughs) of the starkid numbers we've had like darren we've had joey richter and someone else i forget who it was i think those are the main two that have done it yeah have them do super friends as robin because nick doesn't like getting on the stage at conventions yeah um and they mess up the order and it's the funniest thing that they'll mess up the order of the like random robin inserts of like i want to be a modern dancer and all this i want to play nintendo yeah oh i forget one of them but it was like i want to play nintendo and they were like everyone was doing the who needs nintendo when you've got a friend oh or whatever it was but it was actually the Portraits of friendship, Ryan Line. Oh my gosh. And you'll hear him try to yell it over everyone. Because else. it's because it's Nick. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. It's freaking Nick Lang. Please look up the GeekyCon 20 cents. I think you've shown me this actually. I, I'm talking to the listeners. Oh okay. For that number, because it's the best thing. Yeah. That whole okay. show was a mess. Okay. Jeff Blim. I love this man. <laughs> How did he coordinate all of the candy to the puns? I don't know. And I need to know. Jeff Blim, if you are listening, please enlighten us Jeff with this Blim, genius. Please come on the show. Please come on the show. I would love to talk about, you know, being chaotic beings with you. Because I, out of out of the three people running fan fatales, I am the chaotic bean. Jeff, please come on the show. Uh, we love you so much. Um, yeah, this is, it's, it's hard for me to think that this is the first time we've seen Jeff Blim in a Starkid project. I always forget that he did this. Was this before AVPSY? Yeah. When was AVPSY? I believe AV- oh, AVPSY. I believe AVPSY was in 2013. It says August 11th, 2012. Okay, so this still this still came out prior yeah. to it. That's but it's so weird. 
it, that's so weird that the, it's so weird to think that this is the first time we've seen Jeff Blim and now he's become such a staple. Yeah. It's so weird, but like I love it at the same time because this is what first cemented that he is Walmart Jack Nicholson. Because he plays this as if it's Jack Nicholson playing him. Yeah. And I just, I, I, I clearly Sweet Tooth is supposed to be a parody of the Joker. We get that. Yeah. But the fact that they took it as far as they did and that he took it as far as he did. It's just, it cements it as he is one of the best Starkid villain actors, like, ever. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm on Jeff Blimp's Starkid Wikipedia. Of See? course you are. Uh, he first met Nick Lang in college when Nick came to see the complete works of William Shakespeare Bridge, a show that Jeff performs alongside Lauren Lopez. That's so odd to think about. <laughs> So I guess they did a 24 hour theater event and uh-huh. he put like, he got into writing and comp- um, composing songs for musical theater with that. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get an early production of what would become the trail to Oregon. Oh my God. So. That's so funny. Okay. I'm going to get off this Wikipedia page before I. Yeah. We'll just start talking it. about him for like two hours. Um, um, yeah. So after Batman is called um, a butthead right before the like uh, the scream the scream. Do you know what the caption says for the no. scream? Batman in all in like uppercase letters all all caps all, letter, all caps says Batman screeches high pitch like a bat. <laughs> it was in the script. Probably. Freaking, okay. Can we talk about Joe Walker for a second? Because Joe Walker. I love Joe Walker so much. I do too. I, this, like, this is not my favorite performance that he's done. Because I love tap dancing Voldemort so much. I think this might be my favorite. Of his? Yeah. This not my personal favorite of his. Um, because tap dancing Voldemort. Yeah, that um, will never not be my per- my favorite of his, unless he's in a new show and plays a crazy person again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love it. Also, him as Ducker. I would join the Church of Duck if he was preaching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not religious at all, but I would join the Church of Duck. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely my favorite of um, Nick's shows, right? Oh, of the ones that he's, like, written slash directed? No, of the ones that he's um, been in. Oh, like, performance-wise. Yeah. Well, he hasn't been in a lot of them. He's been in, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page now. Yeah, he's of been in AVPS, so yeah. the sequel. Yeah, and Senior um, Year. Starship. And oh, Senior yeah, he was in Starship. And Holy Musical Batman and Annie. He was Obi-Wan and Emperor Palpatine and Annie. I, I know that he was Obi-Wan. I and forgot that, I forgot that he was Palps. Papa Palps in that. Palpy. I forgot. Yeah. Palpy. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I think my least favorite of Nick's 
roles was in AVPS as Mama Umbridge. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I was going to say, if you say Scarfy, I swear to God. No, I love Scarfy. Scarfy is the best. Um, I to think of anything else. I wish that the scarf of sexual preference is a real thing in Harry Potter. <laughs> um, I- I'm not going to say what I was about to say. What? I just, off the air. I just think it would be funny if it was real. Yeah. Um, Should we talk about the Jason Todd reference? Yes, the promise you won't get go out and get mugged and murdered on me. That's not what I was gonna talk about. Oh, what are you? What are you thinking about then? Um, the vote to kill him. Oh, that thing. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, let's talk about that because that was a real event that happened. Yeah. Um, comic book fans got to what vote when it came to Jason. Whether yeah. he would live or die in one of the Batman comic series, I don't really know. Which uh, one it was I'm in thinking. the it was in the original Detective Comics, I believe. Okay, I believe. Don't quote so, me on that. Fans of Batman got to vote on whether Robin lived or died, and we all know that Jason Todd is the Robin who dies. Yes, he's um, the Robin who died. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Like, I love that it's, like, it, it It was both a good and a bad thing that that happened, because were it not for that, we would not have gotten Red Hood. Yeah, and we wouldn't have gotten Tim, and Tim is probably the best detective of any of I th- the Robins. I think, that, I think that Tim is, objectively speaking, the best Robin in terms of his usefulness. Yes, I agree. Um, not and that I know that Andy will as well. Not that not that um, Dick is necessarily a bad Robin. He's a better I, Nightwing. He's a better Nightwing. He's better solo than he is as a sidekick, yeah. in my opinion. I agree. Um, Though I like him on his teams, like Titans yeah. and. Um, Although his relation, his relationship with Jason Todd in uh, Rogues the series is one of the funniest things in the world and it makes me laugh so hard i will show you some of their stuff because it makes me laugh really hard Here's the thing. they do not have a good relationship at all in titans until he comes back to life oh geez here we go um, i won't get too much into it but okay yeah it, it's it, really it's funny in rogues in it Kodo's is stuff. messy because it's like a like a month less than a month after um Richard or Dick started doing his own thing is yeah. when Jason was picked up as the next Robin. A month. Got it. So should we wrap this up since we still got a whole lot of fandom news? And so candy. We- should we mention candy? I love candy. I do too. I, I want a Harley origin kind of thing with her. So I much. want to see a version of Mad Love, but with her. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so cute. I know that early thoughts of me, like, with this show was, I thought that that was just gonna be, like, Harley Quinn, just, like, with Actually, just, just her? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think she, I think it's a different person. I do too now. Because they never mention Harley in this show. No. And I think that was on purpose. Yes. Because they killed Joker in the first, like, five minutes. Yeah. Which I actually, I think that was a good thing. I do too. Um, so what would you rate this? I would rate this a 7 out of 10. Okay. 
I will rate this an eight out of 10. Fandom news time, guys. Yay. Okay, so Beetlejuice has officially reopened on Broadway, which we are so excited about. Welcome back. Congrats to the new cast, like the new cast members. Yeah, I love them. Oh, they're great. So nominations for the 37th annual Lucille Lortel Awards for Outstanding Achievement Off-Broadway were announced today by theater veterans Lily Cooper and Leah, Leah Deloria. This year, the awards will be handed out on Sunday, May 1st, 2022 at NYU Skirball, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. World of Color is to use a virtual line queue when it returns to Disney California Adventure on April 22nd. So the Percy Jackson author, Rick Riordan, announced with the caption, Demigods, the time has come. I am thrilled to introduce you to Percy Jackson. And the role of Percy Jackson will be played by young star from the Adam Project, Walker Scobell. Disneyland Resort is to return to full capacity on May 1st. Marvel Studios revealed its intentions of not showing the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in full until its Hollywood premiere, mimicking a choice the studio also pulled for Avengers Endgame to help prevent spoilers. Andre DeShields is set to depart the award-winning Hades Town on May 29th. Casting for the role of Hermes will be announced at a future date. After initial plans to submit it in limited series category, Loki will now be considered for Outstanding Drama, Hawkeye and Moon Knight to follow for Outstanding Limited Series submissions. The U.S. military discounted tickets with Genie Plus are available now for Disneyland Resort. Hong Kong Disneyland will reopen on April 21st. Um, the closure began in January due to COVID-19. It was originally scheduled to last two weeks, but was extended. The Paper Mill Playhouse has announced its 2022 to 2023 season, including Murder on the Orient Express, Disney's Hercules, and The Sound of Music. Susan Sarandon has closed a deal to play villain Victoria Cord in Blue Beetle. Sharon Stone was previously in talks for the role, and Victoria Cord is a new character um, created for the movie. Thor Love and Thunder teaser trailer pulled in 209 million views in the first 24 hours. Neil Patrick Harris has replaced Christian Borle as the maker in Encores Into the Woods. Jason Gatte, Jessica Vosk, Eric Jordan Young, and Mikhail Kilgore will lead Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at the Muni on August 12th through the 18th. I had to give you all the Muni ones. Yes. Um, Superman Across the Spider-Verse is moving from October 7th, 2022 to June 2nd of 2023, and Part 2 now has a March 29th of 2024 release. In addition, Sony has stated their Spider-Man spinoff, Madam Web, for July 7th of 2023. The North American tour of Beetlejuice is to launch December 2022 in San Francisco. Jeremy Jordan, Harriet Harris, and Andre DeShields will lead When Playwrights Kill, world premiere, which will be performed July 26th through August 7th, 2022, at the Bushnell's Belding Theater in Hartford, Connecticut. Christian Burrell, J. Harrison G., and more to lead the classic comedy Some Like It Hot on Broadway, which will begin theater performances on November 1st and officially open December 11th at the Schubert Theater. And finally, the 75th annual Tony Award nominations shifts announcement date 
from Wednesday, May 4th of 2022 to Monday, May 9th of 2022. So that's all our fandom news. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm excited. I'm really excited to see this um, Jeremy Jordan and Andre the Shields thing. Yeah. I'm excited for Disney's Hercules to be at the Paper Mill Playhouse because we have never gotten that came out a while ago we never got an album for it so i'm hoping that we get an album which includes which include i hope to god that roger bart is going to be playing hades again he's been in uh back to the future on the west end recently yeah but he might he might leave he might come back yeah he might come back because he was the og hades and i really want him to play hades again because apparent he responded to a comment of mine on instagram where I asked him, hey, does Hades have a kick-ass villain song? And he said, yes, it's called Cold Day in Hell. Ooh. I really want to know what that is because Hades is one of the few Disney villains that doesn't have a villain song. And I really yeah. want I really want to see what that looks like. I am interested. Yeah. Because we don't really even get a song for him in the Disney Cruise shows. The closest thing we have is him in Villains Tonight. That's the closest thing. Yeah. So, shall I see your audience in the outro as I yeah. do the outro all by myself this time around? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, thank you for having me on, Em. This no was really problem. fun. You're welcome anytime, and you will be mentioned in our lovely outro. Yay! As I always am. As you, you know, because I'm the perpetually tired editor. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Network. And if you want to check out more shows on the network, you can find them at rf4rm.com. Join us next week where Gabby and I will be going to a galaxy far, far away for a very special May the 4th episode. Remember to subscribe to us where you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a, co- a review and comment down below to tell us what you think of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanFatalesPod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode. My Instagram and TikTok are both at SniffyEmma. Our music is by our amazing friend Maddie Macon and our editing is by the wonderful Carol Linsmeyer. As always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! The views expressed in this episode do not reflect the brand or company they are about. Mm-hmm.